All right, so, um, like I said, good morning, and it's just a, it is a pleasure just to be on this stage this morning, and I know that I'm, I'm pretty much on the stage every Sunday morning, but I think they hide me back, in, and that's okay, you can put me in the cage back there, so, but um, like I said, it's just a beautiful day, and um, so we're going to just, it was funny because Ed reached out to me on Thursday, and I think Thursday morning or even Wednesday night, I've had this conversation with Bethany, and she says, hey, I don't know how Dad's feeling, and we just, you might want to make sure you're ready, and I'm like, okay, and then Ed reaches out to me, and I'm like, okay, I guess I, I all right, I guess I better get ready then, <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's those things, it's like, well, it's Thursday, we, we have, we have some time, so it's all good, it, it's, it's going to work out, and it's like, okay, God, I don't know what you want to say. I don't know what you're doing. And, but I will say that there's just a couple things that have just God's been leading me and pushing me, and I'm just going to share some things that are going on. So as we go into this morning, like I said, we just want to give God all the praise. So, um, so have you ever, ever had a conversation with someone who finishes your statement? Or maybe you're that person who finishes other people's sentences when they are talking to you. And uh, I admit, at times, I have that problem. And uh, sometimes you just, you finish the conversations that people are trying to say something to you. Actually, early in my teaching career, I had a, I had a problem, and I think I've shared this before, but I've had a problem with um, echoing people. And, and it wasn't intentional, meaning if you talk with an accent, I respond in an accent. And it was like, what is wrong with me? I can't talk like that to people. And I'm like, oh man, I better stop that. So, but at times, I still have the problem of finishing other people's sentences. Like, it's like I'm listening to what they're saying. I, I really am. And then, boom, out of nowhere, my mouth opens up, words are coming out. And there's this train wreck that's happening, and I just can't stop it. And sometimes I've had conversations with Bethany, my wife, the love of my life, and I'm, I'm listening to what she has to say, and then she pauses or hesitates. And for some reason, my mouth opens up, and I finish her sentence. Or I'm like, it's like a guessing game. Like, she said all of these pieces, and I'm like, okay, this is what's going next. And blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, sugar. So the thing is, is that that's not really um, a positive thing. And, and, and sometimes I don't think it all the way through of how it's going to, when I jump in, how it affects her. And another thing of just thinking about stuff all the way through. So in my Monday through Friday job as being a high school, uh, high school principal, um, I have the pleasure of working with some students who don't always think things all the way through. I don't know what happens and you know when students are 12 years old to 18 and sometimes maybe a little bit older is that they don't necessarily think things all the way through. So just to give you guys some uh, instance of some of the things that I get to experience on a daily basis. This was a picture that I got to send Bethany and I said it says while you're on prep I'm on bathroom duty. And um, so sometimes uh, my lovely children that I get to work with on a daily basis don't always think all the way through on some of their actions, okay? And uh, one such incident was I happened to walk into the restroom and um, there was evidence that there was something just not right going on in the room. Um, 
I would, it's not a cloud of witnesses, but there was other things that were in a cloud <laughs> as I walked in, and I'm like, what in the world is going on in here? And uh, then there was other things that happened, and the student ran in the stall, like, really quick, and I'm, what are you doing? So have them come out, and, and then uh, I said, you have anything in your pocket? Oh, I, I just got money in my pocket. Oh, okay. I'm like, I don't see just money in that pocket, but okay, so just let, let's see how this plays out, and and as the student then, he puts his hand in his pocket and he pulls out money. And I said, okay, what's in your other pocket? Oh, it's, it's, it's just a phone. Oh, okay. And then pull that out. And I said, I want you to empty your pockets. This is all like right in the restroom. And, and it's like, um, okay. Like he's like confused and doesn't know what to do. And um, so as he empties his pockets, he, he, he pulls them out. And then he just like pulls them out and's like this and just standing here. I'm like, okay, let me see your hands. <laughs> Turn your hands over. Like, so it was this long process before this kid finally like turned his hands and then he opened it and he says, oh, oh, I found that and I was going to take it to the office because I found it in the bathroom. Um, yeah, I don't believe you right now. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to have a conversation and just like, oh yeah, I was going to turn it in, but like I'm thinking I am the office and I'm coming right to you and I'm making this a lot easier. And so we go on and on and well, the student definitely got in trouble for that. But it was one of those things where it was like, he necessarily did not think everything all the way through. I know, I still have that habit, and I, sometimes I do that as well, but sometimes we just don't think all the way through of our actions and the things that we do. So, as I was reading and studying this week, I was thinking of some of the words that Ed has said to us on a regular basis um, when he's talking about our kids, and just talking about the children, and talking about, man, I'm praying that for a Samuel blessing on our kids, and I'm like, well, what does that really mean? This was before... I realized that I was going to be speaking this morning. And I was like, okay, so what does it mean to, to think all the way through? But then also just thinking of what does this mean for our kids? And what is truly a Samuel, uh, a Samuel blessing? So what we're going to do is we are going to be looking in 1 Samuel. All right, chapter 1 this morning as we go through. And we're going to go through a couple chapters. And there's different verses that will pop up on the screen. But we're going to go through 1 Samuel and find out what is this Samuel blessing. And I will say this, is as I was going through this week, this Bible right here, well, it, it's, maybe it has seen different, better days, but this Bible, and I was looking at it this morning on my way coming here, I wasn't driving while I was looking at it, Bethany was driving, but um, this Bible here, I received May 21st of 2000. This is the Bible that I received for my high school graduation. And um, like I said, it's seen some some better days. And, and some of you may know at one time that we had a, 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 gentleman, him, a gentleman here, Tim Harrison. Well, his dad was my pastor at that time at a CMA in, in uh, the Uniontown area. And it said, Dear Michael, congratulations on your graduation from high school as you embark on a new and exciting phase of your life. Be sure to keep God first and follow his directions. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. May God bless you abundantly in his love, Pastor Philip Harrison. And it's just amazing that like 
Every once in a while you pull this off the shelf and just look and see the things that are highlighted in the notes that are made and that God is leading and using even this to even to rate today, okay? So as we are in 1 Samuel 1, starting in verse 1, it says, There, are, um, there was a certain man from Ramathayim, a Zufite, from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jerome, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. One was called Hannah, and the other, and the other Panina. Panina had children, but Hannah had none. Okay, so, as in Bible times, that there was times when um, that men had multiple wives, so we can see that there was a man named Elkanah, and he had two wives. Okay? All right, we keep going through in 1 Samuel, looking at now uh, verse 3. Year after year, this man went up from town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the, sons, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife uh, Penina and to all her sons and daughters, but to Hannah he gave double portion because he loved her. And the Lord had closed her womb, and because the Lord had closed her womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and she would not eat. All right, so a couple things that are going on here. We have um, Elkanah, who would trek with his family up to Shiloh, and they would offer their annual sacrifice to the priest. Now, these priests were not, even though they're supposed to be men of God, they were not. And it's interesting as you read through 1 Samuel, and I'm going to jump around, but it's almost telling you two different stories of the story of Samuel and the, and the story of, of Eli and his sons. And um, so Elkanah, like I said, had two wives. He would give a double portion to Hannah because he loved her. There are times in our lives when we just can't get through. Okay, we can't get through something. It feels like we do everything that we are supposed to do, but we can't get through. There's barriers in our lives, things that are stopping us, things that are hindering us. And some of these barriers that I've just experienced and also just working with people are there's sometimes there's mental and emotional barriers that we face on a day-to-day -day basis. Sometimes there's physical barriers that's actually like physically stopping us. Sometimes there's social barriers, meaning the people that are around us. Um, there's, maybe there's professional barriers, maybe in your job. Things that are, you feel like you're working, you do everything that your boss says, and you feel like you just can't get over that hump. Sometimes there are personal barriers in our own family. All right, maybe we have division. Sometimes having kids can create barriers. Um, almost 13 years ago of marrying Bethany. And it's funny because like, people are like, oh, you guys are in the honeymoon phase. And I'm like, yeah, no, we were really good. And we still are good. And my daughter, my first daughter came on, Brindley, love her to death. And it's amazing how sometimes that causes divisions of things that you not agree with her. And then we start to, to foster, do foster care and some of the divisions that come up. And then having Ariana and having Pearl and just different things that keep happening in our lives. It's like, Woo! Even in your own family, there can be barriers. Um, also, there could be financial barriers. 
things that are making you feel like you have to live from paycheck to paycheck. Maybe you can't get something you desire because you just don't have enough money that you need. Sometimes there's spiritual barriers. Sometimes you feel like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything that you want me to do and I'm just not getting through. There's a lot of things. It's, I have a note here. It's, it feels like um, you're on the phone and no one else is on the, other, on the other end. It's like you call and it's ringing and ringing and ringing and no one's there. <clears throat> Just different things that we can't get through. But we were put on this earth by God for his purpose and we're going to go through some stuff because of sin. This next verse, Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Like I said, I know all of us, we may be going through different things in our lives. Maybe life is wonderful. Maybe life not so much. You know, different, different things of, of what has happened in the last year plus. Um, I, was, I was talking to Tobin this morning and I said, uh, this week we had, a, we had a concert at school. It was uh, for our band and our chorus. And I'm there and I'm, I'm doing the live stream and I'm like, man, just something so simple as kids just singing and playing music was one of those things where I was like, ah, wow, a year and a half ago, I just took that stuff for granted. But in saying that, <clears throat> there's been a lot that has happened in this last year. Yes, we might feel like we are walking through a valley of shadow of death. But the great part of that verse is, but you are with me. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which I, I laughed that I had this in here, and then I read it this morning on, in the front of my Bible. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's there too. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. There are some times where we feel like we are not going to be able to get through. But I am very grateful that we are not alone as we are progressing. We're going to jump back into 1 Samuel, and it says, Once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on a chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow, saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. Sometimes, not sometimes, not even, take that back out. All the time, we need to pray through. There's times where we're going to be, we're trying to walk through life, and we can't get through, but we need to make sure that we pray through. Hannah could see what she was walking through and knew that she had to pray through. What are we praying through? What are we praying for? Are we even praying? So as I'm thinking of this, I'm like, wow, this is something so simple. And I'm thinking of my kids. I'm thinking of my family. And I'm, and I'm thinking of, so what is prayer? And prayer is just a two-way communication. It's a two-way communication between God and man. I'm listening to a, um, a book this week. And it's written by Francis Chan, and, he, and he's just talking about different things about worshiping God and loving God. And I'm like, man, there's so many times when I go to pray, and I'm like, good morning, Lord. Today, could you give me this, 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 this? 
Can you work in that person's life? Can you do this in this person's life? Can you give me, give me, give me, give me? And I'm like, whoa, like I was convicted this week. I don't shut up when I pray. And that's part of the problem. And so as Hannah is sitting here and, and or standing here and she is praying, she is praying, but there is not just a one-way communication going on. That God is talking to her. You know, a few weeks ago, we were able to make the prayer boards for our, our, our first family night. And it gives us a way to pray for our families about what is going on in our lives. And I know that we use it, but I feel like at times that we don't use it as, enough. We don't use it as much as we should because we should be using it every single day, probably every meal, every time that we're even in our kitchen. Um, but just being able to pray and being able to seek God, yes, on behalf of others. And, but the nice thing and the really cool thing is, and some things like I said I take for granted is having kids when, when things are answered, our kids are seeing them. They're like, wow, hey, God answered this prayer. This is awesome. It's almost like it's like a magic. No, this is, more, this is better than magic. This is real. So it's, it's, it's amazing how that we can even pray with our family and pray with our kids because that's what God is calling us to do is to pray because I feel like not only do we have a lot to say to him, he has a lot that he wants to say to us as well. James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Whew. You know, sometimes, I, and this is not even on my, on my notes, but I think of sometimes, of when I think of a powerful person, I think of someone that's like big, strong, and like, you know, they walk around and people just in all of when they go by. But when I think of the prayers of a righteous person, it could be the smallest person that we've ever seen. And they just because they're just speaking from their heart. And I feel like that's what God wants to hear. God wants to God wants to hear our prayers coming to him. Back in first Samuel it says, so in the course of time, as Hannah prayed, she conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. As we walk through, and we can't get through. As we walk through, and we can't get through. We need to pray through until we see this breakthrough. I really believe that God wants to break through in our lives in so many ways. He wants to break through. I'm trying to control myself. I don't know if I can control myself. I might start crying up here. Who knows? All right, so in 1 Samuel, as we keep going, it says, when the man Elkanah went up with his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. So as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh no, why didn't she go? Like, you know, play this drama in my head. What did she do? She took back. No, she didn't. She said, she said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will live there always. As we keep going in the, in the chapter, it says, after he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When they had slaughtered the bull, they brought the boy to Eli, and she said to him, As surely as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord. 
for his whole life he will be given over to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord there. When we can't get through as we walk through, we need to pray through expecting a breakthrough and we need to be sure that we follow through. We need to make sure, yes, there's a lot of through here, but we need to make sure that we follow through. We're going to ask, it's, I, God is not a genie, we know that. It's not like a lamp that you rub and say, I get my three wishes. As God answers prayers, I truly believe that's because he says, I want you to do this. And when we're praying, we're a communication. So God's saying, I'm giving this to you because this is what I have in store for you. So we need to make sure we follow through. We love watching, uh, we love watching movies at our house, and we weekly have a, a, um, a movie night. And one of the movies that we watch with the girls before is Mary Poppins. Okay? My girls love musicals. I feel like life is a musical. You should have been here when we were setting up chairs. Pearl was here just singing the songs all the time. So, but in Mary Poppins, um, the little boy said something to her, and she says, well, don't make a pie crust promise. It's easily made, easily broken. So we need to make sure that we are being people, men and women of God, and being a men and women of our word and of his word. His words are true, and may your words be the same. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So as my word goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent. Which means God's word does not come back void. How, can, how many of us can say what we say is what I mean? Like, I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. Like, are we always honest and we always true? So then I thought, as I'm going through this, I'm like... But what if men and women of the Bible did not actually do what they were called to do? So let's start with Hannah. What if Hannah, the mother of Samuel, didn't follow through in dedicating her son to the service of the Lord Almighty? What if she didn't follow through on her prayer and her promise to God? Would Samuel be the prophet that he was? And the, the, the things that they're speaking life into people and how he affected Israel. What if Noah... What if he stopped building the ark because the naysayers were thinking he was crazy? He went so far like, you know what? I don't know if building this boat is a really good idea. Yeah, that's just, that is kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. What if he just stopped? Or, or what if Moses stopped in the middle of the dry seabed when he was leading the Israelites from the Egyptians? He said, you know what? I think we come far enough. Get out your cameras. We're going to take pictures of all of this. And, and we're just going to stand here for a little bit because, you know, I, I just don't think, I don't think this is right. Okay? Um, what, if, what if David didn't follow through on how he felt about Goliath? What if he said, man, no one's able to defy my God. Well, Goliath, you look kind of mean. You know, I'm just going to go home, go back to my sheep. So it's these different things of like, what if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, did, what if they bowed down to the idol of Nebuchadnezzar instead of fully trusting in God? What if they said, you know what? There's a lot of people bowing right now. Maybe we should bow too. What if Jesus... What if Jesus didn't come to this earth? What if he didn't fulfill the prophecies? What if he didn't preach the truth? What if he didn't heal the sick? 
What if he didn't heal the blind? What if he didn't bring the deaf back to life? What if he didn't free the prisoners? What if he didn't die on the cross? And what if he didn't resurrect from the death? What if Jesus didn't follow through? And as God was laying this on my heart, this is one of those times where you're going through stuff and you're thinking, oh yeah, and then it was this light bulb of, but what if I didn't do what I was called to do? Speaking of Jesus. God, I want to be a man of my word. God, I want my family to be, I want us to, to do what we say we're going to do. God, I want our family, our, our new life. God, I want, I want your people Lord, I don't want there to be the division anymore. God, I don't want it to be that we're just broken up and everybody has different thoughts of who you are. No, I want us to be men and women of your word. As we jump back into, into Samuel in the second chapter, then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly, or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows, and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who were full hire themselves out for food, but those who were hungry, hunger no more. She who was barren has borne seven children, but she who has had many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and he... and. <laughs> and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. Upon them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked will be silenced in darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be shattered. He will thunder against them from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of the anointed. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah. But the boy ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. Yesterday, I'm sitting in my kitchen, and I'm reading this, and I feel like the neighbors probably think I am crazy because I could not say this silently. As I'm reading, I, I really felt like God is saying something to me. And honestly, my windows are open. I'm like, people are like, what the heck is going on at 8.01? And it was just like, I want it to be that people want to know what God is. It's not even about me. It's just the thing that God put on Hannah's heart and the truth that was being spoken out of her are we speaking that truth today church when we can't get through as we walk through and we need to pray through are we expecting a breakthrough we need to be sure that we follow through while we are praising him through as we go back through this just i i i was trying to make highlights you know i i did one time I, I, was, I was in a classroom teaching, and you know you try to teach them how to outline stuff. I honestly had a hard time breaking this down because I couldn't even get it on one slide. Those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who were hungry, hunger no more. She who was barren has born children. He makes alive, he raises up. 
He sends wealth. He exalts. He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. He guards the feet of the saints and he gives strength to his king and exalts the horn of his anointed. Whew, praise God. You know, as we were, as I'm going through this and I'm reading this, I'm like, man, then I'm thinking of like Matthew chapter 5. It says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger for thirst and righteousness for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I felt so full yesterday. I was like, whoo, like it was one of those things. I thought I was going to lose my voice and I'm, I'm the only one in the house just talking. So, but it's amazing just to see what God is doing. And I think that we need to remember that we praise him through. You know, if you ever heard the song, um, talks about, I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to the Lord. Yeah, I was singing that as well. I didn't even, I forgot to play. I'm just singing because I'm, God, you are amazing that we are going to see this victory. And there's a little part that says, I'm going to praise him through. I'm going to praise him through. Like, even when things are tough, when no one's on the other, it doesn't seem like anyone's on the other line. When everything is against us, we need to praise him through. Back in Samuel. But Samuel was ministering before the Lord. A boy wearing a linen ephod. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went up with her husband to, the, to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife saying, May the Lord give you children by this woman to take the place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord. I'm like, wow. Wow. Now there's a couple things there that, that just that draws my attention as we are looking is, is that, it, yes, that these parents gave their, like physically gave their child to the Lord to serve. But God still allowed them the opportunity to see them every year and to be able just to speak life and be able to, to help provide for him. And then the, the prayer by Eli, which was really awesome to see that God still had a plan and still gave three more children and two daughters. Three more children and two daughters to Hannah. See, when we can't get through as we walk through, we need to pray through, expecting a breakthrough. Because we need to be sure we're to follow through while we are praising him through. And we need to see it all the way through. At times, we check out too early on this journey called life. When things get tough, we want to abandon ship and say, forget it. I'm, I'm being honest. Like, there's times I just want to stop. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with my job. I'm done. I don't, I don't, you know, then I go into like this mindset. You don't get paid enough. You know, you, you're on call, it seems like, all the time. And I can just complain, 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 complain. And it's, and it's all these things I want to complain about. And I'm like, but God has put me here for a reason. And God's saying, hey, Mike, you're not done. 
And no matter where we are, hey, God might say, you're not done. There might be a time will come and says, hey, I need you to move on to something different. Uh, this is, uh, you've accomplished the purpose I have for you, and I want you to move on. But we don't know that time. I've been tired. I've been frustrated. I've been beat up. You can have conversations with Bethany. She'll, she'll admit it. <laughs> she'll tell you, yeah, yeah, he's, he's been bad. But I believe that God put me where, where he has me, and I'm not done. I was reminded this week, it's not time to get off. Hey, you don't get off in the middle of a roller coaster. And I like roller coasters, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you probably shouldn't get off in the middle of the roller coaster. That could, that could cause a lot more problems than if you just sucked it up and waited a little bit longer. Yeah, you might throw up at the end, but it's a lot better than losing some limbs or something by trying to jump off. We need to make sure we see it all the way through. As I finish up in Samuel, and the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. And then I jump to chapter 3, and it says, The Lord was with Samuel as he grew, and he let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there... He revealed himself to Samuel through his word. And Samuel's word came to all Israel. I would encourage you, even this week, I know that there's homework, but I would encourage you just to read that. Like, it's amazing just to see. Like, I felt like there wasn't enough space to be able to put everything that I felt like, wow, wow, God, oh, wow, God answers that. And it was just amazing to see that. But in times in life, as we are walking through, we may reach a point that we can't break through. We can't get through something. This is when we need to pray through and expect a breakthrough. We need to make sure that we follow through and praise him all the way through. And we need to make sure we see it all the way through. You know, God is good. He, he's, he, God is good. And he is not left us. He has not forsaken us. There's been things in our lives I know that may be really rough and that may frustrate us and beat us up. But we are not alone. We are not alone. Please stand with me. Lord, I thank you. God, this week I had no idea that on Sunday morning I was going to be standing on the stage and sharing your truth. I had no idea. But God, you did. And it did not, I am really grateful it did not catch you by surprise. And God, I know that the work that you have done and that you are doing in me, you are not through. You are not finished. God, as long as we have breath in our bodies, you are not done. Thank you for the breath that you have breathed into this body of believers, God. The ones that are in this room, the ones that are in the safe room, the ones that are watching from home, I thank you for not being done with us yet. God, I pray. I'm not going to ask for struggles this week, Lord, because we know the world always offers them on a daily basis. 
But God, I pray that our eyes would be fixed upon you and realize that we are not alone and you are not done with us. God, there's a world that is lost. And we should not be okay with that. God, use us. Speak to us. Speak through us. May you work through us this week, Lord. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.